0: was ever intended to be an end in itself man is not made so that he lives to eat but rather he eats to live therefore what is important with any supper is not just the preparation for or participation in but equally important is what happens after supper. I want you to keep that in mind because on this particular Lord's Day of World Communion what is really important is what happens to us after we leave this supper. Some of us will leave, remaining the same people that we came. We will have eaten the bread, tasted the grape, but we'll go out through those doors unchanged. Nothing other than a digestive process has gone on. And we remain the same people that we were when we came still carrying the same burdens of guilt, still concerned about our own selfish and small interests, we will not be nourished in our faith but will remain the same. And while some will leave this place remaining the same, some will leave intending to be different, better people than they came. Yes, there are individuals here, as in every service throughout the world today, who are looking for a turning point in their lives. Such an individual has come discouraged, disgruntled, disappointed, and despondent over self. He has said, or she has said with the Apostle Paul, O wretched person that I am, those things that I don't want to do, I do. And those things that I should do, I don't do. And they're looking for some particular period in history where they can find a turnaround. They are looking for that one time when they can say, I must stop what I am doing. This is not right. I want to begin again. And because of what happened last night or this past week, we've decided that this is the day. Now is the time. This is the place. And as we take the cup and eat the bread, we promise our intention of becoming a better person. Now that sounds like a very good motivation, and I don't want to discourage someone who under the power of the Spirit of God feels that they must change. But it is my responsibility to also say that you cannot do it without God's help. And though worthy intentions are honorable, believe me, sometimes intentions, no matter how worthy, sometimes can be more captivating than they are liberating. Take, for example, Peter. On that night after the supper, after he had handled the bread and taken from the cup, He said unto Jesus, Though other people may leave you, I never will. And Jesus, knowing human nature and knowing how frail human intention can be, said Peter, Peter, before the cock crows twice, you'll deny me three times, but with even greater intention, Peter said, No, sir, Lord. These others may leave you, but I will not deny you, even if it requires my death. And then we know what happened even before 12 hours had passed. We see Peter there in the courtyard, and when a young teenage girl points her finger at him, he lies, he curses, and he denies. Jesus Christ the best of his intentions had failed and Peter was further in discouragement despondency and disappointment of self because his high resolve failed yet there'll be people today who with all of the human strength within them as they partake of the elements will be promising their intentions to be better people I think there's a better way taught by scripture as to how we should leave this place we should go out singing singing a song, a hymn that's what the first disciples said after they had taken the broken bread and had consumed the juice in the cup. It said after the supper they sang a hymn and they went out. I would hope that each one of us would consider this today because that's where it is. Because you see in order for anybody to sing be he or she trained or a novice to be able to sing well or to the best of our potential our hearts must be full. And when we show as an example of the fullness of our hearts, our singing voices, then it is that we have had communion with God. That's what this is about. Communion, Holy Communion is not something to fill the stomach but rather it is something to nourish the heart. And when our hearts are full, we have communed with God. And we leave this place renewed people. Now, what does it take to fill your heart? The same thing that it takes to fill anyone's heart. Three things I'd suggest. The thing that fills the heart the quickest and the best is gratitude. Thanksgiving. And when we sit and look at these elements, may we never forget to remember who we are. We are people who have been blessed with another day of life on this particular day of God's history. We are people who are able to be up and awake and alive and capable of coming at the invitation of the Lord and assuming our position around His table. We are people who, though we were yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. We are people whose sins have been forgiven, and they've been forgiven so much in the blood of Jesus Christ that they are forgotten, never to be remembered by God again. When we realized we are people who have family, friends, prosperity, freedom, and the opportunity to voluntarily say thank you, we are a people who are filled with gratitude. Our hearts will sing if they are full also of assurance. That's the second thing that fills the heart, assurance. When you know without a question of a doubt that something is going to happen, and when you can look forward with anticipation, something that you know will take place, there's joy, there's fullness of the heart, there's a song on the lips. So as we come, may we count those things that we can be assured of, and the greatest thing is that Jesus Christ lives not only in churches, but he lives in you and in me. If we have received the baptism of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and claim Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and King, he is alive in you and in me. So much so that we can say with Paul, it is not I, but Christ that liveth within me. Be assured, ladies and gentlemen, Christ lives in you. You are the temple, the temple of his Holy Spirit. And as Jesus said, I have overcome the world. And this spirit that dwells within you, you have the assurance That He has overcome the world and He lives in you. And on this World Communion Sunday, we have the assurance that He lives not only in us, but in anyone who communes with God through the sacrament of Holy Communion. Yes, people clear on the uttermost parts of the world, people who are still sleeping and will not observe this sacrament until we're almost ready to go to bed tonight those people jesus christ lives in them too and the christ in them will meet the christ in us and we go forth together for in christ there is no east or west no north or south but one great fellowship of love throughout the whole wide earth that's something we can be assured of we're not alone and we go out into the world as victims because Jesus Christ is victor of the world. Of everything that will ever happen to you or me, he's defeated even that last enemy known as death. The strife is o'er, the battle done. The victory of life is won. What assurance. And we know that even as we sit at this table of the Lord, because Christ dwells within us, because we are united with the communion of the saints by God's Holy Spirit of grace, that when you and I are finished here on earth, and God bids us to go to the other side, there's a room reserved for us in that house of many mansions and we have the assurance that we will be with those fathers and mothers and husbands and wives and little children who have gone before us and who will meet again never to be separated ever again now that should fill your heart those assurances as does that which probably fills our heart fullest and that is when we know that there's a desire for our services I don't think there's a time in my life when I feel as strong and as quick and as capable as when somebody says to me I need you help me I need you Look out, world, here we come. And that is what Jesus Christ is saying to us in this sacrament. He needs us. He needs us to go out into the world as people who are singing our confidences, who are filled with gratitude, and who have a voice of happiness for this world. Beneath the cross of Jesus I fain would take my stand, and when I survey that wondrous cross on which the Prince of Glory died, love so amazing, so divine, demands my soul, demands my life, demands my awe. all of you who want your hearts to be filled and who want to leave this place as people singing loud the hymns and songs of God and say unto the world let me give you a cup of cold water in the name of Jesus Christ and share with me brothers and sisters as we break forth the bread of life and live and teach and be the gospel of Jesus Christ. All of you who want to do that, listen now, please, very carefully and reverently to the words of the institution of the Holy Supper of our Lord Jesus Christ as they are delivered by the Apostle Paul. Paul says, I have delivered unto you that which I have received from the Lord. That our Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And after the same manner also he took the cup. And when he had supped, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood drink ye all of it. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Heavenly Father, we come before you only because you have come before us and invited us To this table of grace. Father, hear us as we think upon what you have done for us and our hearts are filled with gratitude. Father, give us again the meaning of the assurances that we have through the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Father, help us to hear again those words Of your desire to need our help into building your better world and father help us as we eat and drink by faith to even know ourselves that our hearts are filling and their fullness is complete we do not feel worthy enough to come before you but we thank you in christ that this meal is not for saints but for sinners who want to be forgiven hear us father as a congregation pray in unison this prayer of confession saying father with fellow christians throughout the world we gather at your table today to confess personal and corporate selfishness. you know us individually and collectively and we ask forgiveness for our sin. By thy grace, help us to become the loving and caring persons you want us to be. We ask this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, who came into the world and gave his life to redeem us. Amen.